I consume a lot of productivity-related content. I watch some YouTube channels about it. I read a lot of blogs about it. And I listen to even more podcasts all about how to get more out of your day. Now, some people like Cal Newport and David Allen will refer to this kind of content as productivity porn. The reason being that it's really easy to become addicted to it and to fall into the trap of thinking that the latest app being demonstrated is your secret to greater success. That once you start using Todoist or Things 3 or Obsidian, that all of our productivity troubles will end and suddenly life is going to be all sunshine and roses again. Of course, that's not really true. What often happens is exactly the opposite of that. In fact, people who consume a lot of productivity advice instead begin what's known as app switching, where they fail to stick to any one thing long enough for it to have any real impact on their productivity. I am 100% guilty of app switching. In an effort to get more organized and to feel more in control of my schedule, I chase the next best thing. I've tried things three, I've tried OmniFocus, I've used Todoist, I've worked in Evernote, I've used Obsidian, Craft, Notion. I mean, there are dozens of them, and not one of them was revolutionary for me. Not one of them made me the productivity wizard that it promised it would. In fact, this app switching habit actually made me less organized because I had to try to remember where I put something. I didn't have a trusted system that just worked for me. I see this same kind of platform switching among online business owners too. Some shiny new thing comes along that promises to solve all of their problems and to make them a million dollars and they're quick to jump in on it only to find out that it's not quite as rosy as they thought it would be. Then the next big thing comes along and again they jump in because this is the one. This time they're going to get it right. It's a cycle that I see a lot of people get caught in and it has a really high cost. It keeps you from growing your business. It costs you in lost trust with your customers, and it might even keep you stuck in almost ready mode forever. This is episode 85 of the Tiny Course Empire podcast, and today I want to talk to you about why switching platforms might be hurting you more than it's helping and how to know when it is the right time to upgrade the tools you're using to run your business. Welcome to the Tiny Course Empire podcast, a weekly show dedicated to helping you launch and grow your digital course business, even if you don't have a big team or a six-figure ads budget. We'll help you design smart systems, take consistent action, and achieve massive success on your own terms. Now, here's your host, Cindy Vidar. Hey, it's Cindy, and thank you for spending a few minutes of your day with me. I really appreciate you. You'll find the show notes and the recommended resources for this episode at tinycourseempire.com forward slash 85. While you're there, be sure to grab my guide to starting an online business. It's a free download right there on the page, and it details the six steps you need to take to go from no business to making an income. It's easier than you might think. Let's start today's episode with a phrase that you may not have heard before, and that is shiny object syndrome. 
Shiny object syndrome is what we call it when something new and shiny captures your attention. Kind of like crows will collect shiny things to decorate their nests with. Well, online business owners do the same thing, except they're collecting new software and other tools. The problem is these shiny objects can cause problems in your business and distract you from actually doing the work it takes to become more successful. But that's not to say that you should never chase shiny objects or that you should never change email systems or course platforms or page builders. There are lots of reasons why it might be smart to make a move like that. The key is to know the difference between being attracted to a new and shiny thing and making a smart move that will actually improve your business. Let's start with some legitimate reasons that you might be thinking of changing platforms right now. One I'm seeing a lot this year is that software is changing their terms. Maybe they changed up their pricing, which is what ActiveCampaign did a while back. They announced that they were raising their price even for longtime customers, which meant a lot of people, myself included, went in search of alternative platforms. A significant price increase, and in my case, that was more than double what I have been paying, is a legitimate reason to consider changing platforms. But there are also some costs to consider before you make that leap. So that extra cost that you're going to be paying to use a platform is not the only thing to consider. I'm going to talk about those hidden costs in just a minute. Another reason to consider moving platforms is if the terms of use change. This happened to Teachable users recently when they changed their pricing tiers to restrict the number of courses that people could have. They changed it from unlimited courses on the basic level to only five courses, which means if you had more than five already, you either had to upgrade your account or you had to move to a different platform. If a tool that you use and that you rely on to run your business makes a big change like this that can have a negative impact on your ability to do business or on your profit margins, it's a really good reason to start looking at alternatives. Another valid reason to look for alternative platforms is if you keep bumping up against an issue that you just can't work around. Let's say you're at a point in your business where it makes sense to turn all of your courses into an integrated membership, but you're hosting your courses on a platform that doesn't offer that function. Obviously, you're going to need to move if you really want that membership. Or what if your customers were asking you to make credit card payments available, but your shopping cart only works with PayPal? Upgrading your cart would help you to capture more sales, so this was probably a good move as well. Or maybe you've simply outgrown your current platform. Maybe you want to send more emails every month than you can with your current email provider. Or maybe you have more students than you're allowed to have on your course platform. Or maybe you want to launch a new course, but you've already used all of the sales pages allowed in your current page builder. When your current platform becomes too small for your business, it's probably time to look for other solutions. It's like outgrowing a house. You might be able to continue to get by with one bathroom for a family of five, but if it's possible to upgrade, then a two or even a three bathroom model is definitely worth looking into. With that said, though, there are also plenty of reasons you should not change apps, and all of these fall squarely into shiny object syndrome territory. 
the number one reason why I see people jumping from platform to platform is because of price. Now, I know we just talked about moving because of a price increase, but what I'm talking about here is actually something different. This is the lure of a never-to-be-seen-again, low-cost launch price. You will see this kind of thing a lot on sites like AppSumo, and they always come with big promises, but very, very little in the way of a track record. But they're super appealing to people. I mean, why would you want to pay $39 a month for Teachable when you can get something new for a one-time payment and never have to pay again? That makes sense, right? And I'm not going to say that you should never make this leap. It might be a really good move for you. There are definitely some platforms out there where I wish I had bought them when I could still get them at a crazy low price. But if that launch price is the only reason you're thinking of moving, then it might not be the best choice. Ideally, you'd want to take advantage of a low launch price when you're already facing one of the issues that we talked about earlier. For example, maybe you're in danger of outgrowing your current solution. In that case, that low-priced new platform might be just what you need. Maybe it's coming along at just the right time. But you also have to use caution here, and this is especially true if you're purchasing an unproven platform that might become a critical part of your business. Just be aware that while you can snag some really good deals this way, you can also end up tied to a real loser that you end up abandoning a few weeks or months later because it just doesn't work out as promised. This happened to us last year, maybe two years ago, with a streaming video platform that ended up not having the quality it promised it had. We thought we could replace Zoom with a one-time fee, but in the end, we lost a lot of time and a lot of money making a switch and then wound up right back where we started again when that one didn't work out for us. If a platform or a price seems too good to be true, or if the developers are making big promises without a solid track record to back them up, proceed with caution. Sometimes you'll find a real gem, but sometimes you'll lose money and time on a solution that just doesn't work out. Which brings me to another red flag, and that's massive affiliate promotions for a new platform. When there's a lot of buzz happening about a new software, it's really easy to get caught up in the excitement. It's easy to think that, if all of these people are talking about it, it must be really good. It must be the right move. Unfortunately, what's often happening is that there's a big affiliate contest going on and all of these people are talking it up in the hopes of winning a four or even a five-figure affiliate prize. Now, I'm not saying that affiliate promotions are bad. I make a good chunk of my living as an affiliate and most affiliate marketers are ethical in their promotions. But unless the software that everyone is talking about also meets your real needs, it's probably not worth buying right now. So ask yourself, will it help you get past some hurdle you've been facing with your current solution? Will it save you money in the long run, including both the tangible and intangible costs of actually moving? And will it help your business grow in some real way that you can easily define? If you can answer all of those questions confidently, then it's worth looking into. But if all you have is a bunch of emails in your inbox that all tell you how amazing this new tool is, it's probably best to give it a pass. My last reason for not changing platforms is one that I often recognize in myself, or at least I used to when I was still trying to find my business flow, 
And that's because switching platforms make you feel like you're doing something, like you're working, like you're making progress, even though you're really not. Here's what that looked like for me. I don't know if you'll recognize yourself or not, hopefully not, but what I discovered for myself is that it would feel more important to do all of the work of moving my list of 300 subscribers from one platform to another than to actually send them an email. I justified moving platforms by telling myself that once I was on a good platform, and I'm saying this with air quotes, once I was on a good platform, that once I had all that automation power that I needed, that then I would email them with confidence. Then I would start emailing seriously. Then I would take my email list building more seriously. The truth is, I didn't need that automation power, and the platform I was on was absolutely fine for where I was in my business at that moment. What I really needed to be doing was emailing my list and working to add subscribers, but changing platforms let me feel like I was making forward progress when I really wasn't. If you are not making use of your current platform and you think changing platforms will change that, I want to encourage you to go back to basics and do the work instead of starting over with something new. Because all, all you're doing when you start over is delay the actual work. You're delaying actually making progress on your business. I have to tell you, changing software comes with a pretty high price tag. Even if you think you're moving because it will save you money in the end. And here's what I mean by that. I told you a few minutes ago that we are leaving Active Campaign because of a price hike. This is not a decision that we made lightly, even though my cost to continue using Active Campaign will more than double if I stay with them. It is still a massive undertaking that's going to cost us in a lot of ways that really can't be measured. It's going to cost me a massive amount of time just to make the change. Now, I know that there are platforms that will make this change over for us that will move all of my emails and all of my autoresponders and all of that. I get that. But I still have to update all of my landing pages. I have to update my shopping cart. I have to change out all of my products and how the tagging works. And before I can do any of that, I'm going to spend a couple of weeks just getting it all organized so it's ready to move. And once it is moved, I have to test everything and make sure it's working. It is a massive amount of work, and that cost cannot easily be quantified. I've done this for clients before when I was a virtual assistant, and trust me when I say it is a huge amount of work. Now, will it be worth it in the end? Yes, but I am not under any delusions that it will be easy or that it will save me money right away. It will take us months to recoup the cost of this move, and honestly, if it was just a pricing issue with Active Campaign, I wouldn't be doing it at all. There are other reasons I'm leaving Active Campaign, and together it makes this a good move. But I did have to think long and hard about it because I know what it's going to cost in time and money to actually do it. Now, thinking about your own business, what will a move do to your existing systems? There are few platforms that stand completely alone. Your shopping cart integrates with your email platform and your sales page builder and maybe your membership or your course platform. All of those connections will have to be updated and tested. And what about your team? If you have virtual assistants who help you with some of your projects, they'll need to be trained on the new systems. It will take them time to get back to the level of efficiency they were at with the current platform. And in the meantime, you're going to be paying them more to do the same work. And what about your customers? 
Will they trust you with the new platform? Will they, will you lose customers if you move? This is especially true if you're considering changing membership platforms. So I want you to really use caution if you're doing that. Asking current members to resubscribe in a new platform is a really good way to lose a large portion of your membership. So it is not something to enter into lightly. Even if you consider all of that though, you might still be thinking that changing platforms is a good move for you. If that's the case, then I have three things to recommend before you make that move. Number one, make sure that you have made full use of your current platform. If you don't know all the ins and outs, then you don't know what it's capable of. Maybe it can work for you if you know how to set it up properly. Spend some time studying the help files, working with their support staff, or even hiring somebody to teach you how to use it before you decide that it is not the right choice for you. The second thing you should do, and this is especially true if you're already heavily invested in your existing platform, is to see if it can be customized or otherwise improved to make it work better for you. A while back, Rick and I had the idea that we wanted better looking checkout pages. Ideally, we wanted something that would not take buyers off of the sales page to enter their information because we were having an issue with abandoned carts. We'd seen other carts that had a nice looking pop-up form that we liked and we talked about moving platforms just so we could have something similar to that because our existing platform couldn't do it. But before we committed to making a big move like that, we reached out to the support team at A-Member, which is the shopping cart we use, and we told them what we were looking for. They were able to create a custom solution for us that didn't require us to change carts, and it cost us less than $200. Here's the kicker, though. We didn't actually end up using those forms at all. After we got them all set up and looking gorgeous, we tested them, and to our surprise, they actually converted worse than the original checkout forms did. Turns out our customers didn't like to check out on the sales page. They preferred a separate form. So the lesson here for me was twofold. First, that it's always worth looking for an easier, cheaper solution to a perceived problem before deciding to blow up the entire system to make a huge change. And the second lesson was probably even more important. The functionality that you think is an improvement might not be after all. Okay, last point I want to make if you are considering making a big platform switch, and that is to fully test the new software before you go public with it. In other words, test that new shopping cart for a few weeks before you take the time to move all of your products. Test your new email application before you move your entire list. Test your new course platform before you move every single course and every single lesson over. You might just find that there's a deal breaker hiding in there somewhere that you weren't aware of, and that makes moving not as appealing as you thought. You'll save yourself a lot of time and a lot of money by thoroughly testing everything before you make the final decision. Let's recap. The big takeaway that I hope you're going to get from this episode is to recognize when changing platforms is the right move to make and when it's just a distraction that's taking you away from the real work you should be doing. You can know that by asking yourself three questions. Question number one, has your current platform changed terms or pricing in such a way that it is no longer a good fit for you? Or to put it another way, would you choose it again given the new pricing and or terms? Question number two, 
Does your existing software lack some functionality you need to grow your business? If there's something about your current platform that is definitely holding you back, then it might be time for a change. The trick is to be honest with yourself about whether it's really holding you back or whether you just need to put the work in. Question number three, have you outgrown your existing solution? This one is easy to know. If you don't have room for more students or subscribers or courses, then it is 100% worth looking into a new platform. But that is not the end of the story. These three questions will give you a good starting point, but you also want to make sure that you're not overlooking something about your existing platform before you go to all the trouble of changing. Remember, there is a high cost to make this kind of a change, and it's not just the monetary one either. There's time and training and potentially lost sales involved. So if you can possibly find a workaround in your existing system, that's almost always the better option. Make sure you fully understand the system you're using and all of its capabilities. You want to know for sure that you did not overlook something before you go changing softwares. Talk with the support staff, see if there's a workaround or maybe a customization option that you can use to make your existing platform do what you need instead of changing to a new one. If those two options fail and you're sure you need to make a change, always fully test any new platform before you commit to it. No system is perfect, but the last thing that you want to do is move from one that doesn't work for a small reason into one that doesn't work for a bigger reason. When that happens, you just end up paying that switching cost twice and nobody wants to do that. As for me, I finally settled on a to-do list app and a system that works for me and I'm feeling much more organized and much less scattered than I have in the past. Plus, I'm no longer wasting time and mental energy switching things up and pretending like I'm getting work done when really I'm just spinning my wheels. That's it from me this week. If you have a friend or a colleague who needs to hear this episode, please send them to tinycourseempire.com forward slash 85. And if you're enjoying the podcast, the best way to help us grow is and get in front of more people is to leave a rating and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Have a terrific day, everyone, and I will talk to you all again next week. If you like what you hear on the Tiny Course Empire podcast, you're going to love all of the courses and workshops and support you'll find inside Six Figure Systems. That's my monthly program where we dig into online marketing for regular people like you and me. We don't do big launches, we don't have the big headaches, and we don't have the big expenses that come with them. Instead, we focus on creating repeatable, sustainable systems that continue to grow over time and that don't suck up all of our energy or require a 10-person team to manage. You can come see what we're all about at sixfiguresystems.com, and I'll see you on the inside.